I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. It is a preview Friday, and for that, we have brought Julie Donaldson onto the show. Julie, how are you? Doing good. Looking forward to building off of that wild uh, game down in Atlanta and hopefully carrying it over for the home crowd at FedEx Field on Sunday. There are no easy ones. And no. the uh, schedule is not getting ready to get any easier, that's for sure. Uh, Julie, I'm curious, it's year two in the radio booth for you. What have you learned from last year that you've uh, that, that you can build on? What did you not like? What have you improved on? How is it going? Same group back for year two. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think D'Angelo, Bram, and I, we we get along pretty well. I feel like we connected uh, right off the bat. Granted, I had a good working relationship with both of them to begin with. I think for a year or two heading into it, um, you know, for myself personally, I, I'm responsible for more at work, um, making sure that the broadcasts go off, the radio goes off, um, my team's a little bit larger for myself. So it's a little bit more time management, which is is challenging. You know, my days are kind of taken up with a lot of uh, administration and certain leadership um, responsibilities. And so that it becomes like, well, when do I prepare? <laughs> when do I get to listen to the press conferences and, you know, make the phone calls that I need to make to, to study up? So that's honestly like, it's just the biggest challenge that I'm up against is just the time management. Um, so, but we're still enjoying it. You know, we're, we're still learning and growing and, and it's nice. The difference this year is, is we are on the road. So that's a huge factor as well. It was pretty cool to go down to Atlanta uh, to be able to see the team there. So I, that should hopefully uh, benefit us as well. I was going to ask you last year, year one was so crazy because of, of COVID that mm-hmm. things that normally happen were not happening you're traveling now. Do you travel with the team or you guys travel separately? I know there's some COVID things there. Yeah, we, we travel separate. separate. Um, you know, a lot of the teams are still very cautious uh, during COVID and there's just a lot at risk. And even though, you know, you can be fully vaccinated, you could still get COVID, you can still pass it on. And so the team just wants to, you know, protect the guys in the bubble as best as possible. And of course, nobody wants to, you know, um, disrupt any of that. We want the games to go on. We want our guys to be able to be out there to have the best fighting chance. So, you know, we'll, we'll adhere to what it is, but man, I, I cannot wait until we are out of this. I know the rest of the world is with me. I know it, it felt like we were so close and, and wow. then it feels like we've stumbled again. I know it's so frustrating. Um, what, when during the week do you kind of start getting prepared for the next team? So this week it's new Orleans. What does your yeah. schedule look like during the week as, as far as the radio broadcast goes? Yeah. I'm going to be real with you. Not soon enough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, it's a seven day week job. Um, it, it really is. And I try to have, you know, lighter days on Fridays and Saturdays. But of course, if you're traveling Saturday, you're on the road, you're at the airport. Um, but those are usually my best days to really, really prep and just focus on in on the game. And in all honesty, I, I, I wish I could have that mindset on Monday and Tuesday, but it just doesn't seem to work that way, you know, um, and, and to make sure that you're getting ready for it. But it, it just feels a little bit like it's kind of always a mad dash, but I think that's what the football season is. You know, I remember last year getting to the end of it 
And I think adrenaline was kind of running, you know, through my veins for the majority of the season being everything new and just kind of wild um, in a wacky year. Uh, but I, I tend to feel that, you know, it, it was at the end of the year, I was like, man, I just ran a marathon at a sprint pace. So I, I firmly knew what I was coming into this year, but that doesn't make it necessarily any easier. And, and it's not a complaint. It's just that, you know, there's so much to do and there's so little time. And before you know it, you know, you're on to the next game and it's just we're a little bit of a rhythm now where we kind of know what to expect out of our days, you know, but we, we do a lot of shows. I'm still filming seven other shows outside of, you know, the broadcast. So uh, it's, it's, it's not, the prep doesn't come as soon as I want, but it does get done. How's that? Just being real. <laughs> when you, when you're sitting back relaxing, uh, are you a, a beer lady or a wine lady? How do you sit back and relax when it's time for relaxing? Glass of wine, maybe even a cigar these days. Oh, okay. Very nice. Um, A lot of cigar smokers uh, in your world, I know. There are. There are. You know, I came across across that one of the events we were doing, somebody gave me a a nice cube and I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Uh, I'm from Florida. So, you know, I've I've smoked them here and there, um, but I've come to enjoy them a little bit more now. And another thing that I'm doing this year that I didn't do last year, but I've always done in my life is I'm making sure I'm getting my gym in. You know, I think it's just important to make sure you take care of your body because that's also really taking care of your mind. I always said my workouts were more for my mental capacity than the physical. So I'm really trying to make sure that I, I don't let those uh, skip by me this year where they did last year um, entirely. Well, Julie, there's a game coming up on Sunday for those that didn't know. Let's talk a little bit about it. The uh, injury report, you know, we were so healthy last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really were healthy. The injury bug has popped up on us. It's popped up on a weird time too, you know, the, with all the, the head trainer stuff swirling. We won't get into that because I know there's not a whole lot to talk about, but I am curious how much that training stuff leads to the health of the players. I, we had, I talked to Charles Leonard the other day, you know, he'd get ready to play his hundredth straight game. And I asked him, how do you do that? He says, it's just luck. I find that hard to believe. What, do you, what does the training staff had to do with, with these guys and their health? I, I'm not one that necessarily really believes in luck, but I do think there's a certain fortune we may or may not have. Um, there's a few unfortunate situations where you take a, a bad step, you get a bad hit, and it may or may not be detrimental to a player. Uh, yeah, we were very fortunate last year, especially given the years before. I mean, I'll tell you, like, it just seemed like guys were going down left and right, especially on that yeah. line. It just, you know, you're playing with um, guys a lot of times you're picking up off the street, you know. And let's not remember, like, that's one of the reasons we got Adrian Peterson, too, you know, a couple of years ago. So it, it's just one of those things. It's going to happen in football. We know how violent this sport is. We were very fortunate last year. And, you know, as we were going through that game and we're in the booth and it was just like we're starting to count up the names that went down. And it was just like, man, this is not turning out good for us, you know, Um but it, it is that mentality. It does. It's just, it's the nature of the game. No team's going to escape it. It's next man up. So we had uh, Ricky Seals Jones on our podcast, the players club um, with D'Angelo Hall and Santana Moss was on this one. And he was kind of talking about his path in the NFL and how he was a wide receiver in college, never played tight end. And I think sometimes we dismiss how hard it is to learn a new position especially at the level of the NFL to do it at that stage is just almost unheard of. And what we're asking is kind of crazy, 
but it's going to be his opportunity with Logan Thomas down, you know, Wes Weicher is going to get in there with Brandon Sheriff down, you know, DeAndre Carter is going to have more opportunities out there as well. So, you know, it, it can be, you know, great fortune for, for one of those guys as much as it's a misfortune for some that are hurt. Your guy, Logan Paulson told me that it was only tight end and middle linebacker, the two hardest positions to transfer from college into the NFL or switching from wide receiver because of the blocking. And I think that'll be the big thing for Ricky on Sunday, right? I mean, his hands are fine. He missed a couple passes. I know he'd like to head back on Sunday, but he wasn't, but the reps weren't there. It'll be the blocking, right? That he'll be asked to do will be the biggest difference for him. That's who said, he's like, I never put my hand in the ground, you know, like get me on open space and, and, you know, running a route. And like, that's my comfort zone. He's like, that's what I know. Um, and he said, you know, he goes, I don't regret, you know, cause he didn't realize that he was going to be a tight end until he's drafted in Arizona and he walks into the wide receiver room and they're like, you lost buddy. You're in the mm-hmm. other room. And he's like, wait, what? Okay. Um, but he said he kind of wished he had learned that position and had the opportunity to, to have some reps at it in college before he got here. But, you know, he is in his fifth year. He's still learning. And he says, you know, because, again, they don't always get as many reps. But, um, yeah, you, you've, you've got to learn the routes. You've got to learn the blocking. got to learn how to work against the run. Um, and then when the ball does come your way, that should be the easy, natural spot for him. And he said, you know, that that touchdown he had went against the Giants right there in the end zone. He said they practiced that. He was 10 times out of 10. It comes straight to him. The ball is exactly where it has to be. So when it came to the game, it's like they'd already done it numerous, numerous times in practice. So, uh, but it was, it was, that was a fantastic catch. So we know he's got the ability to get out there. It's just, he's going to get the opportunity and, and let's see what he can do. Everybody's favorite player is the backup quarterback. It's insane to think that Fitzpatrick, I don't think had ever lost his job in the league because of injury, right? There was just always some young gunner in the wing. So for him to go down like that was just insane, but it a put up or shut up league. I mean, Heineke is putting up. It's been quite incredible. Uh, Should be another opportunity for him to put up some numbers on Sunday. You have to remember, this is just his fifth start in the NFL. You know, and it's kind of wild because at this point it should be, you know, like what, year eight or nine or something. I don't know exactly what it would be, but it's just his fifth start. So, you know, he's really won over that locker room. Those guys, they see the way he plays, they see the way he keeps them in the game until the last second. Like Taylor believes they have a chance. They said he never goes in the huddle doubting that they're not going to make the play or thinking that they're too far behind. It's just an insurmountable task to come back. He has full faith that they're going to make the play. And the guys go, we can see it in his facial expressions. And so they buy in. They go, if he's going to go all out, we have to go all out. And I think that's why you're seeing some of these heroics, some of these crazy plays and, and a little bit of life in the offense where we weren't sure what we were going to get. I mean, you know, especially when Fitzpatrick goes down and that, that first one, we're thinking, okay, here we go. Um, but Taylor, you know, he knows how to keep his mind ready, how to keep his body ready. And, and that's paying off. You know, of course, always the question we keep asking is, is it sustainable? Well, he's showing us he's still a gamer. So as long as he keeps showing us he's a gamer and he can make some of those plays that, you know, you sit there and you think terrible throw. Okay, great throw. <laughs> Some of it's a little risky, um, but that's what you're going to live and die by um, with him under center and knowing that, you know, this, uh, there's a reason why his career has gone the way it's gone, but it's nice to see him get those chances now. The league and, and I'll me personally way off on JD McKissick. He has been incredible this year. He was incredible last year too. Every bit as good as Gibson this year, the, the, the running back room is really good. Amazing to think you talk about, players learning new positions, 
but these guys were receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just amazing. People are saying Gibson needs more touches, but I think they've done it the right way, kind of splitting the load and really trying to get both those guys on the field as much as they can, even together. They trust JD, you know, and they're like, JD's the vet. He's solid. He's, you know, what you're going to get from him. Um, you know, a lot of times they use some of those third down scat back situations, but I think he's capable of a little bit more, but I know they also really wanted to, you know, you think about, they really wanted to build their future around Antonio Gibson. So they really wanted to kind of establish him and give him those reps because he's who they want to be for the, you know, the duration of this team in the years going forward. So it's probably why you get a little bit more of him. He is, you know, a little bit of a bigger body. Uh, but it's nice to know that you can have both of them out there and you put both of them out there at the same personnel. It's like, wait, which one's going to do what? Um, so, and, and that's the whole thing about Scott Turner's offense is he likes to keep the defense guessing. He likes to put guys all over the field and line them up. So you don't know, and you're not just giving it away where if you, you know, you put him in, you know, exactly what the the play calling is going to be. So, and that's the nice thing about JD is, is you have the ability to do that with him. And uh, it was nice to see him get that in front of his, you know, he's from Georgia to get that in front of his family and his friends, um, his high school, they were all there. So really cool to see those moments pay off and to see so many of them when their families could be in person for it. I like Scott Turner as a play caller. I feel bad for him that he's had so many quarterbacks that I don't think people really get uh, an appreciation for what it is he's trying to do on offense. Hopefully with a little bit more, you know, sustained, quarterback play we can really kind of see what it is that he wants to do because I think he's more innovative than people give him credit for yeah I don't think he's been able to open up um everything that he wants to do they're still putting the pieces together you know and and he draws up a lot of plays where unfortunately they get missed or they don't carry out the way that it was drawn up but that's also just the way it goes right that's that's what you have to do but I I think the one thing you can also say about him is they go in with a plan and, um, you know, even for last year, so sometimes it might take a little bit to see how the defenses are going to play them, and, but they make adjustments. And we see that the way that they come out in the second half, we see that they can make those adjustments and he can adjust the play calling to understand, okay, this is how they're playing us. And this is going to be the best way to counteract that. So, um, you know, I mean, he grew up with his dad being, you know, one of the best in the league and, and, you know, he talks with him a lot, learns from him, but he's, he's done his work. So, you know, I'm, I like the, what the games that he's been calling and I like the innovation. So uh, I I'm excited to kind of see as this team does have a little bit more stability in their pieces. And uh, when they do eventually get that quarterback of the future, what they're capable of doing. Gibson and Samuels should be a go for Sunday. You think they'll both play? Certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, we talked about uh, making adjustments. The uh, offense, I believe, is 11th in the league, and the defense is 30th in the league, just as we expected before yeah. the season started, right? Not yeah, at all. It feels like adjustments are needed. At the same time, I'm fully aware, and I don't think a lot of people give enough attention to the fact that other than Cam Curl, the defense and the back end is totally different from last year. I mean, mm-hmm. all those guys are new. St. Juice hopefully will be back. I'm not sure how he is along in the concussion protocol, but are we just are we expecting too much out of a defense that essentially is brand new on the back end? Yeah, you know, I mean, look, the expectations were high, right? Um, and, and you look at just who they played last year and how they played. Um, and given especially that they came out of a 3-1 season the year before, I mean, it was easy to get high on them. Um, 
they had some really outstanding moments, but let's not forget it took some time for them to really come together, right? They started the year two and seven, you know, and we were all kind of going, okay, here we go again. Uh, It took some time for them to grow together, to learn together, to get the system, to really buy into it. So I think that's the one encouraging thing now is that we know we've got the talent. They just, they've got to learn to play together. They're not living up to their expectations um, and they're trying to do too much. So I think, you know, the coaching staff can get these guys to dial it back, get to the basics, learn how to trust each other, learn to know what their job is, you know, read their keys, get their gaps down. And and then they have the ability to think to come together. So um, actually Mike Silver just wrote an article on the defense today. He's, um, you know, a national contributor and also a contributor for us. Uh, So he kind of got into the weeds a little bit on what this coaching staff is really doing to fix the defense and and taking a hard look at itself and saying, we're not living up to expectations, Um, you know, and maybe they were too high coming into the year, but it doesn't matter. Nobody should be, they should not be where they're sitting at right now. So you know, the, the whole season's in front of them, but it, it's one of those things too, where I get, if you're a fan, it's like, okay, like we, we don't have much time before we're too far behind to be able to gain that ground. Cause you're looking at what the Cowboys are doing. And, you know, I kind of, the giants might be trending in the right direction um, a little bit. So uh, it's going to be a wild ending to the year. Will putting Reeves back at free safety be in that article that Silver wrote? I uh, will go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Uh, but I would like to see him back there, frankly. Yeah. And I'd like to see him play a little bit more man if they brought in man corners. I uh, understand they wanted to be more multiple. Uh, still a lot of zone being played. Jamin Davis will be playing a lot more, uh, which should be a good thing. Adding more speed to the defense can't be a bad thing. It's just, you know, I mean, with that unit, it's, it's the same thing you hear from everybody. It's, you know, they're, they're thinking. And you even see Cole Holcomb at times thinking um, and at that unit, especially, you know, you're thinking you're a step behind um, you because you make that one hesitation. That's all it takes. You know, it's that, it's that game of inches. So, I mean, especially for that linebacker unit, they just got to play fast. They got to be confident in what they're doing, trust their instincts, and then just go make the play on the ball. Um, but, you know, I think they're still just trying to figure out and, and are questioning themselves a little bit. So, you know, Jamin Davis, look, nobody questions his athletic ability. He's got all of that. It's, so when does he grasp the scheme and when does he just get to where he plays fast? Julie, we wrap each Friday with a little over under. Let's start with the quarterback over under 275 yards passing. Um. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they're, the, the Saints defense is pretty legit, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to be positive here. So I'll go over. Uh, actually, you know what? No, let's, let's go under for this one. Let's go a little bit under. Um, we, might, we might have to go a little bit more on the ground game. It could be a big ground game. Who gets more rushing yards, Alvin Kamara or Antonio Gibson? Probably Alvin Kamara. They haven't been letting, you know, um, Jameis Winston throw a lot. And for as good as hands as Kamara has, they've been relying a lot on the ground game. Let's see if they stick to script or if this is the game where they decide to test that secondary you're talking about having to learn each other out. Um, But, you know, I mean, we like Gibson a lot and throwing those checkdowns and the passes to him. So I'll give it to Kamara. Interesting about the Saints. I challenge you to name more than two receivers on that team right now. It's hard. Uh, I know. Michael Thomas isn't out there, so that doesn't count. (laughs) I know. know. That's one you really need to worry about. (laughs) uh, We are still waiting for the Chase Young breakout game. Will we get it this week? Let's put the over-under at a sack and a half. Under, but I'll say he gets a sack. 
it's amazing how this isn't over, but just it's amazing to me how well Jonathan Allen has played so far after getting that contract. He looks more explosive to me than he has in years past. Has he said anything about that or are we just seeing it more? I, I maybe. I mean, he credits his sacks to his other, you know, the other line mates helping him out a little bit. Um, maybe he's motivated because he's happy he got that nice contract, the seventy-two million four-year extension. Um, he's always been a solid player, um, you know. So, but he's he's one of those leaders on the team. He's got to be able to be that guy that says, "All right, you know, someone's got to step up." So it's been nice to see him be productive through the start of the season. More tackles on Sunday, Holcomb or Davis. Holcomb. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to go with Holcomb for that one. A little more experience. Uh, he's already the tackling machine and, and he also leaves a lot of tackles out there for as many as he does get. Uh, is Landon Collins playing because of the contract? I mean, is that why he's out snapping Cameron no. Curl? Do you think? I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not in the rooms to decide and see how that goes, but you know, he, he's, they know his strengths, um, you know, they know his weaknesses and, and they feel that they're going to put him in the best position to, to make the best plays. Terry McLaurin is on a heater over under a hundred yards for him on Sunday. I'm going to go over on this one. I'm, I'm buying into Terry. Long. Hard not to. They're going to, they're going to have to give that man a whole lot of money real soon. Mm-hmm. He'll be, he'll be worth it. He'll be worth it. Every penny. Um, it's Schweitzer, I guess, is in for Sheriff as long as he's not available. Yep. Uh, let's wrap with this, Julie. Who is your dog going to pick to win on uh, Sunday? <laughs> Lucy, where is she at? She's running around here somewhere. Um, oh, you know how that one's going to go, but she gets she gets a choice this week of uh, her dinner or a bowl of tomatoes. So you you tell me which one she's going for. <laughs> I've got a good idea. What about you? Let's, yeah, you got a score prediction for us on Sunday? I don't, I don't do predictions. Um, one thing I will say, I, we're all waiting for this team to blow someone out of the water, but um, it doesn't look like that's, you know, the way that it's been like, playing these lately days. There is going to be a clo- tightly contested game. It's going to be close. I have a feeling once again. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love Washington to go out there and get it, but I know it's going to be a hard fought game. Um, whatever the score finally does come down to being, uh, you know, the saints have scored at least 20 for quite a long time. So they're, they're able to put up some points despite not having Drew Brees out there. So, you know, um, but I don't, I don't see this as a, as a crazy scoring game. Julie Donaldson is in the booth every Sunday. For those living in a bunker, will you tell them when the shows come on that you've got during the week, please? Yeah, so we have our pregame live stream. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's pretty cool. We give you a look inside to the guys warming up on the field. It's the only place you're going to be able to see if you're not at the game or you're coming into the game. You know, you can get it on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, our website, and, and it's literally showing you these guys warming up, which is, I, I think, cool. It's one of my favorite parts of the game, getting there early, seeing them going through their drills. So that's game day live. That comes up at 11 o'clock until 12:45, and then game starts at one we're on team 980 espn 630 and 105.7 wmal julie thank you so much for your time today always a blast to catch up with you great thanks for having me on i appreciate you tom yeah of course i'm like yeah i can't answer some of those questions <laughs> i gotta i gotta ask a couple of them now. i know i get it all right good to see you thank you thank you bye